Hey confidants, it's your girl Teresa. Uh, you know, me, father long legs. What's up? This is You Can Tell Me Anything, the podcast where comedians tell me something they've never told anyone before. Um, I don't know why I said that so weird. I just I paused in a weird way that I've never paused before. Anyways, I'm really excited today because I have a special guest who's about to leave Los Angeles for the bright city, bright light city of New York City. That's what they call it, the bright light city. Um, she's so funny. Uh, Corey Johnson, what's uh, up? I am leaving. Um, oh, I caught you right before. You caught me. Thank God. It made me feel wanted. It was nice. <laughs> well, you've done the Aria. I sometimes feel guilty asking someone to do too many podcasts. I try to space it out because I'm like, I want you on my podcast, but you just did the Ariana one that Eli and I host. Honestly, better for everyone else. They <laughs> they can't get enough of me and that's what yeah, the reviews say. So generous. Um, so nice of me. The last time I saw you, I think I was like crying my eyes out. You were crying. Because <laughs> you were over t- hanging out with my roommate, Christine, and um, I came home from work. But I felt bad because I feel like sometimes when I come home and I'm in a rush, I'll like see friends who are here mm-hmm. hanging out with Christine or something. And then I... I'm not all there. Yeah. So then absolutely. I like, but then that, that time I was trying so hard not to cry that I was like, oh my God, Corey probably thinks I'm so rude. Cause I was just like, hey. you lay down like, on the when? ground and yeah. cry. Well, first I went to the room cause I was like, oh, I'll just calm down. But then I also I, like, don't think you're rude. Crying. I understand you're a busy gal, but yeah, no, it made me feel like welcome. And you're oh, good. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah like you were brought in the good. inner yeah. circle. Cause I was like, ah. plus like I do, like I'm, I'm so used to everyone just crying. So it was oh, fine. Really? I was like, oh, she's letting her guard down. It felt like an improvement. Such a weird day too, because it was, like non I think it it was probably a mix of things like there probably were actual things that made me cry but mm-hmm. it also was like I think I had just recently started a new medication uh-huh. and I studied my period and, and, and over oh boy very stressed oh. about many things and, and then it, you know when you don't think about it and you're like I'm just crazy or whatever yeah. and then you're like oh no there are actually several factors yeah, playing into this like, right my period I never know when I'm gonna get my period so whenever I like finally get it, I was like oh literally that's why, that's why. for <laughs> an entire week leading up I'm a psychopath it is like crazy like I'm so weird and I'll send like the most emotional text messages <laughs> and like it's just like mm, I really need to chill when it comes to that or at least need to realize what I'm doing so I stopped like sending weird shit to people I yeah it's weird when you're like I did this and I felt that but now I don't and I recognize that was me, but no, that wasn't that me. That wasn't also, yeah, that also wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, Corey, I like to start with a good confession, just because not all confessions are bad, and it's nice to brag about yourself. Is there something good you'd like to confess? Oh, something good? Yeah. Oh, boy. I, uh, ooh, I didn't know that it was supposed to be something good. Well, this is just a little, this is a little t- tea. Oh, I guess I'm just, yeah, I'm moving across the country, and it is hard, but I'm, proud of myself for like one doing it in general as a poor person anyway um I don't know it's just uh, a lot harder than I thought it would be that's huge being an adult is hard Mm -hmm. and scary (laughs) oh well I'm proud of you I mean it's it's super exciting I think to to know what you want and just be like it is nice to know what I want and but it's so much scarier to me like for trying to survive that everyone's like are you excited I'm like I'm not gonna jinx it and say I'm excited but then I sound like a pessimistic bitch where I'm like no I'm not excited I'm scary I sound like neurotic you know where I could just be like I'm excited but then I feel like I'm lying to myself because I have Mm. so much stuff to do like so much shit to do like I have to find a new psychiatrist I have to find a way to get meds like I have to find like healthcare and that's just one I have to buy a bed I need to (laughs) 
<laughs> I need to get a job. I need to start doing mics again. Jesus <laughs> Christ, I have to start doing open mics again because I was too But I think you'll like it in New York. It's so much easier to get up They like there. my comedy a lot there, too, and that's nice. Yeah. yeah, and you've been there. And there's a great... That thing about moving when you're in comedy is there is a network that you'll yeah. plug into immediately. Actually, yeah. my mind is blown by how supportive yeah. people in New York that I've never met are. Yeah. That's like awesome. strangers, like hitting me up, being like, oh, I'll go look at apartments for you to Aww. like make sure that they're... Yeah, I'm like, okay. That's so great. It is so nice. It is nice. I feel like the word excited is hard because it d- does have all these implications. Yeah. But, so sometimes I say, last- I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Because, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it because it's, it's less, it's less forward, charged. Yeah, I am yeah, looking it's not like so charged with an emotion. There's no emotion, but... There's none. You're literally looking forward at the future. But it is. It's yeah. true. You're like, yeah, I mean, it, it'll come and I'm, it's <laughs> going to happen and I'm... It. I will be there. When I actually, when, when when someone says something and you finally break it down in your head for the first time, like looking forward to it, that's the first time I've thought, I'm like, oh, you're literally just looking at it. <laughs> well, like, it's, it's slightly no, it's good. Po- it makes me feel better scale, about saying things. Yeah. yeah like, it's slightly positive, but not, it's like a it's not, Like excited is literally such scale. a thing where it makes me feel like stupid saying it because I could like very easily like crash <laughs> to the ground and have to move home. Um, am I allowed about moving? Yes. Every single person I've ever met knows that I'm moving, but, um, am I excited? As it should be. Yeah. Yeah. I, you have to announce I didn't think arrival. I was that loud about it, but it turns out every single person seems when you're moving, I didn't know that everyone knew. But. I often have the fantasy of moving, um, but like not telling a single soul and Ooh. then just having people be like, Hey, you want to come to this thing on Friday? And then be like, I live in Paris now. Uh, I don't have the willpower or the self-control to keep it in. I'm like, everyone needs to know everything. No, please. but that's true. As soon as I'm there, I'll probably post on Instagram and yeah, it's like, my cover's blown. Like all the weeks of keeping this, like the lid on this is gone. Just- as soon as I'm there. And I'd be like, did you move? Yeah. 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 <laughs> So true. Um, uh, oh, you had a tweet that made me really laugh that I want to share yes. um, if I can. Yeah, because it made me laugh out loud and also it's about therapy. Um, you said, my therapist just referred to her therapist as my grand therapist trying to process. I, it took, I was like so shocked because like, okay, a friend, and I, well, a friend of mine and I have the same therapist. And when she texted me the grand therapist thing, I like texted my friend. I was like, does Megan ever refer to her <laughs> therapist as your grand therapist? She was like, all the time. Really? Like, That's so weird. I've never heard that. So that was my follow-up is that this is... But also, I, I saw that you text your... Um, Therapist, yeah. There, okay. I mean, it's Oh, like, the same person that you have. Yes. Oh, gotcha. That yeah, makes sense. My friend okay. and I have the same, yeah. I thought you were like, this is another therapist. Oh, no, same no. This. Same therapist, which is already strange. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so you guys have a close text relationship. That's kind of nice. It or is, is it? Like, do you no, are, it's very nice. And it's a very, like... It's a very laid back therapy situation mm-hmm. that I got into because my friend was like, you need to go to therapy. And I was like, you're right. And so she <laughs> got me the same therapist as her. And it's very like, uh, it's just I'm lucky to have a laid back situation instead of it being like all so deeply professional and cold seeming. Like, What I do feel you like mean by, because um, I feel like there's so many different types. Like and then like, yeah, I understand how this could seem like unethical, uh, like the whole, <laughs> like having the same therapist as one of your best friends. And then like, you know, however, like she came to see me do stand up comedy and to a Whoa. lot of people that would be like, oh, a huge no, no. Did you ask her to? Or did no, she, did- she asked me. Wow. Because Is she's she like, you're leaving. She's no, she's in her like mid forties, I'd say. Oh, okay. But she's very like hip, you know, she's okay. like a silver like hip therapist. Like, oh, she rides a bike, like she's like, oh, cool. yeah, no, she's very cool. And, uh, she, and yeah, no, she came to 
Now, how would you feel if she was like, I want to get into stand-up comedy? Oh, we'd be like, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm pretty like, sure she started like writing something. I'm pretty oh, sure no. she started writing. Yeah, she told my friend that she started writing something. And I was like... Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what she said. She's like, oh, no. Um, yeah, very cool. Uh, my grand therapist. That's funny. <laughs> and then I'd also like... <laughs> in the screenshot, I had like... Um, crossed out the things oh, that I, I didn't want that, them yeah. to see and then you could see right through it actually to what it says and I was like okay cool 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 <laughs> and then it said like sobriety support I don't care saying it but I just didn't want all of Twitter to know but I sure, told sure, them anyway sure. like, well, it wasn't the point of the yeah this, you, at all you needed to break, cut the focus. out of it yeah. yeah and then I got like 12 dms about like sitting like i got your back i'm like Aww. oh jesus fucking christ like it's very nice but like, okay, <laughs> very nice thank you for sharing my tweet my viral tweet yeah, right. yeah well oh well, yeah when I, I think i saw it early on and yeah it's yeah, crazy it's, it's that's got, a it's lot gone of viral likes. but it's fun it's relatable because uh i also always read your tweets in your voice <laughs> oh that's so like, nice you really like write you write the same way you do. yeah I t- it's isn't it weird Which I love oh yeah. thank you so much oh that means so much to me that you noticed my tweet and that you read it in my voice you know who I do that with Blair Saki it's oh, so yeah. hard not yeah, to yeah, yeah. I know that no one understands what I'm saying but I had to say it um um well, yeah, because this podcast is sort of inspired by therapy. So you obviously go, I but do. you said it's kind of a new thing. So oh uh, no, I've been going seen? for uh, like since I was like a kid. Like, oh, gotcha. Like a small child, um, but I've just had different therapists, and I didn't have one here for a while. I haven't had one until um, a couple months ago mm-hmm. um, because I was like deeply going through something, you know. And it's like, sure, and your like, friends are like, yeah. yeah, your friends are like, I'll figure it out because this isn't good. Which is nice that I have people that will be like, I'm forcing you into therapy instead of like. Like, you know, they're like, I'm tired. Of yeah, they're like, imagine how tired they are. <laughs> well, that I mean, is- like, hold me in the fetal position, they're sick of it. <laughs> um, do you, uh, uh, when you go to therapy, do you like, like, do they give you like, or does she give you like tools or homework where you have to have to go out and do it, or it's more just like kind of lighting loose and just um, it depends because sometimes I'll have like a goal of something I need should should be doing that week because it's very hard for me to do things in general. I'm very like analysis paralysis based uh-huh. where I'm just like constantly thinking about things and not doing them, which I uh, it's I like not the great alliteration of that analysis oh, paralysis. Thanks. <laughs> I, it is fun to say, isn't it? And uh, God, what was I just saying? Yeah, I get uh, oh tasks or goals. Yeah, goals. Yeah, and so sometimes she'll be like, you should do this or like you should go to an AA meeting and try this like whatever but most of the time it's just me like fucking losing my mind in there just crying a lot of it's just like a crying thing I have such a hard time crying in therapy uh which is where I should be crying yeah but But that's like your brain would would, your brain would be like nope not here because then I'm looking into someone's eyes and I'm like uh-huh. And, and then I'm she like, stops me, me so bad. I know. Like, oh, I don't want to do it. You're like, and it's not gonna happen. <laughs> I will start crying randomly, and she'll be like, "Stop! Where is that coming from?" And I was like, "I don't <laughs> no. want to talk about." Because sometimes, you know, when you're like literally embarrassed to talk about something, because feelings are like dead ass embarrassing. Yeah, feelings are <laughs> so embarrassing. Where I'm just like, I don't want to personally feel that, so I'm not gonna say it out loud, even though it's something I should probably confront. And then you say it, you start crying. You're like, I don't even want to get into it. Um, Do you feel that way about writing? Like writing down your feelings is embarrassing too? Or oh, just speaking it? Yes. I also feel like, 
I started like I got a laptop and I haven't had one in a long time. Like the other day, I was like, now I write poetry and I like wrote. Oh poetry. yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's how you know it's time thing. to get help. Is when you're writing like poetry. a bunch of haikus, it was like fucked up, and they were so emotion based that. But they were like naturally funny because I don't think I can write anything without sure. naturally being goofy. It's just how I speak. Yourself. Exactly. I'm sure they were good, but there's something about there's something being that's earnest. like hilarious. Like yeah. I could never show anyone because I'd be so embarrassed. Also, the feelings attached to it make me want to vomit. Um, Wait, you, be a little closer to your mic. Sorry. Uh, no, no, yeah, but uh, when um, it comes to that, I, my writing, I feel like when... Because I like try to... Because I have a really good memory, so I'm trying to write down all the stuff I've ever done in my life before I forget it. Yeah, oh sounds, my God, I have that same compulsion. Cause yeah, like, I will forget. I think of random memories sometimes. Like, oh, I remember walking down the street at this time. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to write this down because what is memory goes away. Like, Literally, I know I'm not going to have great like memory as I get older. I've never done anything to preserve my memory. And... Uh, I, it's like when I write it down, it sounds fake. Like, cause I had a really weird like childhood or whatever. I, I will say it is like factually weird. I don't just think it's weird. It's just very non-conventional. And so when and, I like tried to write down, like, oh, that literally could never, could never write a short story. Everything sounds fucking <laughs> fake. Like I'm making it up. It's so weird. In, and uh, oh, if, I mean, if you are comfortable sharing what, what way, like, oh, like, okay. Like I was writing about, uh, like, gr- like growing up cause I grew up on Kauai, which is already uh-huh. strange. And then there's a lot of chickens there. There's so many chickens I didn't there. Know My that. mom would like what? leave the back door open and they'd like come in our house Everywhere. and we'd have to chase them out. <laughs> it was such a stupid thing. But my mom would like let random people live at our house, like, huh. uh, if, you know, for whatever in exchange. And they were the weirdest fucking people. Like this guy, his name was literally Nightheart. He's like a 70 year old man who claimed to be like from a cave in England. I was like, are caves in England? I'm so confused. And he painted a (laughs) giant mural on our wall in our house of a mermaid. What? Yeah, it was very strange. Another woman (laughs) named Vicky lived in our backyard who claimed to be a witch, obviously, which is normal Uh now. Was your mom a witch or into that stuff? No, my mom was just addicted to meth. So it was just, you know, same shit. And she lived in a tent with Blast Queen all day. And I just have these weird memories of these people living in our house. And it sounds fake. It sounds like I made up a weird character that I'm like too creative about. Like no one just has an old man painting murals in their home for no reason. Last time I checked. But it's also so like I feel like when people make that up, they're trying to um, make up something that feels really, you know what I mean it's, yeah so you are living that it's just I un- also have just like weird imposter syndrome with writing because I feel like I'm not like a writer because I didn't like go to college technically um <laughs> I feel like writing there's a lot I know a lot of people went to college and are still can't write so okay. <laughs> I feel that you should have nothing to worry about <laughs> that's true that's true uh um what was I getting something you said reminded me I don't remember now you were what were we I literally just lost my train of thought very good I you said it. something about um Oh, the poetry thing. Oh, oh right. Go. Oh, oh, right. That's why I asked you about uh, if you feel that way about writing versus speaking it. Because I relate to that. Like when I have to talk about my feelings, like to therapist or to friend or mm-hmm. you know, in a relationship, I saying it out loud is hard for me. Mm-hmm. But I can write it down. Interesting. So texting, like I've done a lot of those like conversations over text. Oh, when you talking about look, I can, I can. Uh, feelings text wise oh yeah. I'm so good with it because I, I can exp- I feel like it's cause and you can take a second to express it to you again like really yeah. think about what you're saying because when I'm talking a lot I literally talk out of my ass all the time and it's like a huge flaw like I never think before I speak or I just have like word vomit and it doesn't stop when I get nervous it gets worse when I get uh-huh. nervous which is the worst kind like I, I am so jealous of people that get quiet when they're nervous I just like fucking talk more <laughs> so um, texting is like a huge thing with yeah. me and I don't think I think the stigma 
on texting that it used to have about like it feels rude to do serious conversations over text. I think that's been a li- little lifted. Oh, absolutely. I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm at the, I, I might be in the minority on this, but I think we're definitely moving towards a threshold where like it won't matter anymore. But yeah. I feel like it's not disrespectful. I mean, it, it, I think you, you can always ask some, yeah. someone like, how do you prefer to talk about this? But to me, I feel like if you are like, Hey, I want to talk, and so it's not just like bombarding them, mm-hmm. and then you do it over text. Like it you don't, does a seem a little conversation. more respectful in a sense. You're like, so or at least asking before, because people sometimes will hang out with you and then spring conversations oh on you, God. and you're, yeah. and maybe that's just me not wanting to like confront things. But like Jesus Christ, sometimes when there's some, I'm like, oh, so that's <laughs> I get like weirded. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. you trapped me, and now I feel weird when I don't have an issue talking about things really. I like to also write stuff down because then I can go back and look at it, but I will sometimes judge myself. Like I'll look at, cause I write down my feelings a lot. Like I, I have, no, to talk about, but I write it down all the time and I, you know, used to keep it, uh, I hate the word diary, but that's what it was. That's what it is. I, a journal. I don't know. Journal sounds less, um, immature. Immature. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, they're the same thing except maybe one is leather bound and one's not. <laughs> and Did you ever have those password journals where you talk into it as a child? No, I had one that you decorate and then they had a little key and I, I locked it but then I found out that the key was just like a very generic key that anything could pick oh my god and I was devastated because I tried another key and I was like it also oh, it works. works oh that's fucked up so anyone could open so, it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure my parents um, no other child would be smart enough to try different <laughs> key streaks so that's crazy I read somewhere I think this is on Reddit that so it wasn't someone I knew, but it was someone who said she used to um, write in her diary naked so that if someone opened the door, she'd be like, get out, I'm naked. Oh my God. <laughs> so goofy. So then she would never get caught. Caught writing in her diary. Yeah. That's so goofy, dude. That's so funny. The way kids think is so funny. That is so like, good. To be like, <laughs> <laughs> to think like that deeply school about for eight hours so a day. Like, they're just going to get read your diary when you're at school like that's, there's no way to stop it that's true I didn't have a diary until I was like 17 and then now I have this diary from, and like I go back and look at it and I'm like wow I was so unmedicated and <laughs> so tragic it's the it's the most tragic shit sorry I cut you off oh no no I don't I think that was no it was just a thought starter but yeah it's weird when you read something and you're like you learn something about yourself yeah it's like you see yourself in a like a different way that you genuinely did not see yourself before I really think you should be allowed to give I did write this online, so I have to disclaim that. But I really believe that. Like, you should be able to give your therapist their diary to read. Because the other day, I couldn't sleep, so I stayed up, <laughs> read one of my journals, like, front mm. to back. It was, like, 2016 Oof. to... Uh, it tapered out, like, in 2018, 2019. But it basically, like, tracked a re- my last relationship, like, all the points of it without me realizing... Like, I didn't wow. realize... I, was, I didn't realize I was only really writing in it around certain moments. Um, but when I read it front to back, I was like, oh. Because there were, like, entries from, like, 2016 that were like well um this is over and like what a painful experience but now I'm ready to move on and and I treated it like now I'm ready for my next thing can't wait and then like two months later I'd be like and and this is why everything is gonna be better this time and when I read it I'm like shit I was like almost three years ago I'm like oh god like I've only had like looked at this earlier yeah. I'm like oh yeah you knew but then you like I feel like when you're in it in though even if you were to go back and read it you'd be like no yeah I know this is normal <laughs> that's like you yeah. never see it normally until you're out of it and that's the sad thing but then yeah but, but it's it is uh yeah document stuff but then I get terrified that someone will find it but oh, I guess that's a risk. Yeah, take. that's why I'm like, oh, I'm putting everything in Google Docs. I'm actually gonna send this oh shit God, to someone Google one Google Docs. That's that's a risk. Where else? Do, where else connected. do people write on a Mac? Where do you write? I write in a on paper. Okay. 
But like, what if you had to type something, where do you type it? Like in Google Docs now? Oh yeah, I do have, uh, I started this random thing where I, when I was looking for a job, I like did a job journal. This is like so Virgo moon of me. But, I know, it's so... <laughs> but it literally just because I was going crazy. So then every day I would just write down like three goals and then at the end of the day, write something that I accomplished. So Virgo, I could never, <laughs> I could literally But never. it was a way for me to like not feel like every day was just yeah. blending. And so even if it was like today I went to the lawn, did my laundry, I'd be like, I did a thing, see? Um, but... I liked that so much because then when I did get a job, I went back and looked at like, today I'll go on an interview and I was like, oh, I could track my progress. So I started doing that now. And now I have a job, but it's not for jobs anymore. I just mm-hmm. have this like doc that every couple months I'll do like a new one, like That's fall, cool. spring. And it just oh. has every day and, and I throw random notes in there too. So it's kind of like my dumping board. I'll be like, I have to do this today. Call this person. I need to make more lists. I need to visually see what I need to do. I will get fucking none of it done. And I think <laughs> that's my whole thing recently. I am so jealous of Virgos. They like are so like I've been like getting into them more recently oh, really? yeah and they're so like even moon and rising it's just like I wish I could be that organized <laughs> Jesus Christ it's literally insane but it is that's why it's my moon I feel like people I'm I think I would not like how I was if I was like that outwardly yeah like I don't know that I, I like actually I do have friends that are Virgos but they tend to be more they're known to be a little bit more like anal and petty and yeah like, like so petty yeah, and you're like so stop I think deep down I'm kind of like that I'm like organizing everything in my mind but outwardly I'm like yeah, do whatever you want Oh, do, that I is guess. nice. That's almost like <laughs> the best of both worlds, but in like a kind of suffocating way. <laughs> yeah. um, well, speaking of uh, hidden sides, Corey, is there anything you would like to tell me? Oh, I can tell you anything. I, uh, <laughs> I guess talk about how my parents were both addicts growing up. I grew up in like a house of addiction and mental illness. I saw my mom this morning, so I'm all like oh, in wow. my feelings so or whatever, a, yeah. you know? And but you're I, glowing. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. It's that post-mom glow. <laughs> I tweeted this morning, actually, I was like, oh, I should be able to, this is, it made me tell me if this is fucked up. I should be able to use pretending that I still love my mom when she visits as an acting credit. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel. I'm like, how am I? And I also guess I'm not that good at it. I shouldn't be able to use an acting credit. Um uh, Yeah, what is your relationship with your mom? Like, you guys clearly talk in person. um, Yeah, I don't see her often. My mom was an addict for most of my life until recently. And then, you know, when people do that thing where they get sober and they act like nothing bad has ever happened Mm -hmm. ever. And, like, Mm -hmm. and you just have, like, these layers of resentment that you cannot Did she do her apology steps? Oh, of course she did. You know that she Uh did. And then they also forced me to go to her, like, rehab graduation. And I was like, I don't know if I should go. I might be, like, really weird. I might have, like, a literal (laughs) trauma response, you know? Yeah. They're like, no, you'll regret not going. I was like, "Mm, I'm not sure about that. And then I (laughs) went and I fucking flipped out and they were like oh are you flipping out I was like I literally told you I was gonna flip out um yeah that's hard too because the mother relationship is so different from every other relationship like you can make amends to like friends or like you know exes you've wronged but like to make amends for a child is it's so different like I'm sure there's so much more layer yeah I'm sure she's so used to getting the like positive um support of like getting sober which is a great thing to do but then to be like and now with five minutes of your time I will uh I will apologize and undo all the and you're like no it doesn't work like that literally makes me so much more mad I don't like that step in in 12 step anyway where they have to like go back and apologize Mm. to people it makes me feel so weird I do love getting apologize to and sometimes uh i see somebody who's wrong me getting sober and i'm like if you like don't i'm waiting me, 
Still waiting for uncertain people. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, I'm like, where is so far? Where's my apology? Huh? <laughs> Black that out of your mind? <laughs> I've actually never thought about that. That's so funny. <laughs> and something I would also care about. That's so funny. I actually did get a, a actually I did get an apology from an ex um, last year. That's nice. Was it nice? It was nice, but I didn't respond. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they shouldn't have the <laughs> <Exactly>. satisfaction from <laughs> I had to spend years. You're like I also not forgiving you, so. but thank you for this. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. And that's like the resentment I have from my mother, just like honestly, just setting me off on a bad path in life, and then doing that for years and years and years. It's just like really hard to um, get over, especially when the person isn't like you. Don't feel like they're actually sorry, but also at the same time, I feel like you know, like those kind of people like need it to sleep at night. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they personally need it so they can like function. They need like everything to think like think everything's fine because they can't you know live with whatever they've done. Um, what do you mean by? I mean, I, I kind of know what you mean, but just to clarify, like when you say like you know they're not actually sorry. Like what is the feeling you're looking for when someone? Oh, okay. Someone feel it truly. How, I guess what would they need to do for you to believe that they're really sorry? Okay, yeah. We're, well, I guess like even if they are actually sorry, I don't <laughs> take it as that because of like the fact that they're, it, it's, you know, like I'm sure that once they're in the program, they do feel sorry and they do mm-hmm. want to apologize, but it's almost as if like they're doing it for their Mm, sake yeah it does like even if yeah even if it's is just a step and they are sorry it's like would they have apologized if they weren't doing this step and they were sober they what if they apologized in general ever you know what i mean um yeah and it makes me feel skeptical about it like and sure i'm I'm a little harsh about it but because i'm so used to people being like oh 12 step i'm sorry and i'm like i (laughs) (laughs) that is yeah that part is really hard because ultimately everybody's kind of looking out for themselves even Mm -hmm. when they learn empathy or and are trying to be apologetic they are in order to move on they do have to just kind of be like and now i'm gonna i'm gonna apologize and then forget about this because they need to move on but then you're like well the damage you've done is Is, still in me and i'm gonna it's immense (laughs) yeah and that's tough and it it sounds so petty for me to like like not like I do feel petty all the time having like it's like almost like i literally like when i'm hanging out with her it's like i can't not be just like I have this different tone of voice where I just yeah. like don't want to care about anything she says. It's like a very physical response where I'm like, I wish I could just like, because I'm very good at acting like I like people when I clearly <laughs> do not. And it's like, I'm so good at it. It's so hard to be like, where I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. And she'll try to like show me all this like people from our childhood, my childhood. I'm like, I don't want to think about my childhood right now. It's yeah. like weird. Um, yeah, so I'm a bad actress when it comes to that. But it's like, it's just weird how it physically affects me when it's like not a lot of things like that physically. It is triggering. Because you have a physical response to, like, it is tra- like trauma is It's a trauma physical. response. Yeah. yeah, and I feel so dramatic saying that, but it's, like, it's literally a trauma response. It is. And I used to just be, like, like, I would hear that when people said that, but, like, whatever, I don't, it's, uh, that's not a thing. Or, yeah. like, I'd just be, like, it, it, you know, I also it's not didn't that I, think it was a thing. Yeah, it's, like, it's not that I didn't believe it. I just didn't understand it. And then, and then I've had, like, when people say triggered, like, you know, the jokey version yeah, of it. It's, like, oh, you triggered. Yeah, whatever. And I was on the side of, like, because, you know, being comedians, we always take things lightly. Yeah. Even if we do have have that for real like yeah. I still can if someone makes a joke about like being triggered it's still funny to me exactly but then uh I once I actually had that happen where I was just like having a normal ass conversation <laughs> but like and then someone mentioned a thing mm-hmm. and 
and we still kept talking and I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then out of nowhere, I just started bawling. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's what that's... literally triggered. And I was like, fuck, I hate that. I'm uh, like, uh, and it was like with a male comedian yeah. too. And I was like, I had oh, to be like, no, yeah, you're like not like, triggered. And me. I was like, no. And, and then he was so apologetic. He's like, oh my God. Cause I was just like bawling while we were talking. And I was trying to be like, and it's fine. I'm going to go through this. And he was like, Are you, let's talk about something else. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I am very chill, but something you said really just, there's something. Don't you hate when you're trying to be chill and like something happens where you're just like the least chill person ever? Oh, that's my biggest fear. My biggest fear is being embarrassing. (laughs) Being embarrassed. And when someone uses, when someone calls me embarrassed, because I always have this like a deep um, embarrassment. I have an embarrassment issue there. I say where I think every single thing I say and do is embarrassing, like Mm. like inherently just naturally embarrassing. And the other day, someone like mentioned something about me being embarrassing and I like lost my fucking mind. Even if they were like joking or just like saying it in passing, I like was like, no, don't use the E word when you're talking. The E word. I was like, that's like my one thing where I'm like, don't call me goofy or embarrassing. I'll lose my mind. But it's like, I shouldn't lose my mind over that. And I know that. (laughs) Well, I, yeah, I feel like, I'm trying to think. I haven't heard that angle very much, like the being embarrassed. Because I've heard like, you know, people talking shit, then then they're like, then that's fake. But embarrassing, there's almost this like extra layer of like, it's people that, it's like, people who like you and are connected to you, your friends, yeah. but they're embarrassed by you. So it's not even yeah. that they're like, we don't like you. It's like, we like you. But we're literally embarrassed by you. It's the worst. It's almost, like, yeah, it's almost worse because you're like... so much worse because you think they're <laughs> you like pitying you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like there's a pity to it. It's like this weird dynamic where you're like, you're lesser than everyone because you're like the embarrassing one. I don't know why I have that, but then I'll like go sicko mode when someone calls me embarrassing and I'll start like, I was like someone called, yeah, the, he called me embarrassing and then I like sent like a sad face and I was like, you don't think I'm funny. You think I'm embarrassing? Like just all this <sighs> psycho shit. And I was like, I'm sorry. I was being really sensitive. I'm being a psycho. But it's like, don't call me embarrassing or anything about me embarrassing. <laughs> Do you um, like lose your temper a lot? No, I'm actually, well, like if I'm losing my, it's like, I'll be, I get sad really easily. Okay. I'm never like mad, like I'll be mad, but I'll never outwardly. Like I shouldn't have like necessarily apologized for, I should have been like, Hey, what you said upset me and then apologize. But I was just like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like, just don't, don't just like uh, throw out apologies, Corey. I should have been like, (laughs) what you said embarrassed him. It made me upset. And then I didn't. And that's kind of empowering to, I, I feel like I hear people say they do this. I'm not as good at doing this, but I want to be just like, being able to say that hurt my feelings. Oh, I'm so bad. It was the first time <laughs> I ever it's hard because it seems. I mean, like blah blah blah. Be like that's beta, whatever. But it's not. It's actually like if it's you don't ask, you don't so, get what you yeah, want. Absolutely. And if your friends care about you, they they might razz you a bit or roast yeah. you. But then ultimately, they will hear it. Like if they care, absolutely. Be like, okay, even I won't if it's do that. fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah, even though it's fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the thing about friends. It's like I feel like I have some friends that like won't like in like not entertain, but just like go with the idea that if you're like sometimes you just have to listen to the dumb shit your friends are saying because they're upset about it in that moment <laughs> and you can like make fun of them later but for the moment just like act like it's like serious like they are and just yeah, talk yeah. them through or let them know it's like a, I don't know <laughs> they just don't get like the whole friendship dynamic I don't think and it weirds me out or I guess I just like being close to people so I'm like oh it doesn't matter blah, 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 blah. I like comforting people I don't know so you're like a caretaker yeah, I would not like. I, I guess I play the therapist role for a lot of people, but I also need deep connections with people to survive. So mm-hmm. I don't mind listening to people, and also they usually like listen to me back. Was that like? Uh, where, did you feel like you took on that role with your parents? Like, do you think that's connected? Like, no, I to take feel like actually where it has to stem from is like me feeling like I don't have any like 
like, because I was never close with my family because I was living on an island and none of the rest of my family besides my mom and my dad were there. And were you I, an only child? Yes. Okay. And so I didn't have my parents there and I didn't really have anything. So I like was trying to like cling to friends as much as I could to have like uh-huh. some sense of control and something or just like a familial sense of anything. And so I've always just been like very trying to get close to people and I've just adapted to it really well. And I've moved a lot. So I've had to like meet a lot of new people and adapt to situations and like get to people, like, get close to people really quickly so I could feel anything, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like I just had, it's an abandonment issue, I think more than anything. We're not like, oh, I, I didn't have to take care of my parents at all, but um, definitely had to like adapt to feeling comfortable and such, or just like, you know, loved and wanted. That sounds so sad. <laughs> it's okay. No, I mean, I mean, well, yeah, it's not sad and it's not because I think it's super relatable and universal and human. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs that. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, sometimes I, you know, when you think back on your past and what you didn't get, it can make you sad. But that usually just means that it's a part that you're still working on because yeah. it shouldn't make you sad because it's who you are. Oh, yeah. It doesn't make me sad. Like, I can talk about it very openly like this. And people are like, it's weird that you can talk about such sad. I'm, it's like, it's not weird to me. No, like, I'm over part it. Of you. Yeah. yeah I'm like, and it's also like, I wouldn't be like this. Like, if I <laughs> didn't do all this weird shit, like, it's fine. Like, I wouldn't be doing comedy uh, if my parents loved me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they do love you. I think the difference is uh, lo- some people don't have the tools yeah, to absolutely. show that love and they or give you the love that you need absolutely and and um it's not that it's it's always sad to be like that person didn't love me but it's really it's not that they like actively didn't don't love, love you yeah. it's just that they it's just easier to you. say that yes yeah, you know for sure it is yeah know how to yeah it's, yeah exactly uh but no I, that's the thing that always sets me off is like in therapy or whatever when people are like and like that little girl didn't that, <laughs> that didn't get the love that she needed and then i'm right? like nah! Right, they're like, um, yeah. And my therapist says, yeah, I know you're okay, Corey, but is baby Corey okay? I'm, I'm like, stop, like, oh, it. stop it. <laughs> I'm like, no, she's not. She's not clearly, she's but um, deeply sad. But she's in the past. But I, that kind of tracks like if you're always like wanting to care for your friends because if you felt like you couldn't count on um, your parents or something like like you know you didn't have that reliable, consistent mm-hmm. um, like source of safety, mm-hmm. then you have to look at yourself or instead of looking at that if you can't get it then being that for other people so then you're almost yeah. like pr- like distracting yourself oh yeah I yourself. did actually project <laughs> I projected really hard <laughs> but in a, in a good way yeah because then you became the support for other people and then at some point it is good to then come back around um, and be like okay now I need to figure out how to be to safe me? to myself um, yeah yeah I uh, feel like a lot of people are grateful for like it's just nice that people actually see me because it's like one thing to want to be the therapist for everyone not therapist just like get close to people and get to know them and have them trust you and like feel comfortable telling you things it's just like some people aren't good at it and they want that and that's sad and it's like good that I'm good at uh-huh. it. it's nice that people are like oh my god I trust you you know whatever it's nice and I guess that just gives me the sense of like whatever I was missing I guess it all makes sense at the end of the day but uh yeah that's how I feel about that and so I that's why I'm like really sad to move too because I'm so close to my friends and I've spent mm-hmm. you know three years building an entire life and it's not <laughs> a big deal but uh oh, you've only been in LA for three years I've been in LA for five years but comedy in three and those okay. first two years I literally didn't do anything well, at all well you're crushing it Thank and you know you. that well so no I wouldn't good. say that <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily um, I think that's a moving. That's a good amount of time to move, like three years, because you it means you built enough friends. So like, if you come back, you've got that. Yeah, I feel like sometimes a year in, you move away, and then you come back, and it's like I know five people, but you you have the network, so you can oh, move yeah, away. Yes. I feel like oh, yeah, I'm but so you're also lucky. you're also early on. 
enough where when you move to New York, you still have the ambition to make yeah. new friends. Because if you move like 10 years in, sometimes you're just like, well, I know my 10 friends in New York, so I'm yeah. not going to. So you're in a really good place because you're going to you. build a, basically a new network. thriving. Yeah, this is so good for you. I'm, I'm very much looking forward. Thank you. I thought I was like, I went to New York to visit and then I was like, oh, fuck, I want to move here. And then I was like, Corey, if you tell anyone you're going to move here, they're going to be like, no, you can't do it or whatever. Everyone was so supportive. I was like, okay, everyone has faith in me. And that's crazy because I thought it was embarrassing. Uh, And I did the opposite. Well, I moved here from New York, uh, but I did it about a year into comedy. So I I did, I do do wish I stayed there longer doing stand up, but Mm. uh, I love New York and I constantly think if I got a chance to move back for a few years, I would. But yeah, I actually like, it's actually crazy that I, was like I, I don't know it's just funny how because I forgot moving was a thing like I felt so stagnant and terrible mm-hmm. here and I was like oh I'm so depressed I live so far away from everyone I don't drive whatever and I was like you could move to a state where driving doesn't matter yeah I also didn't think I'd like New York that much I went there I was like oh my god I'm in love with the uh-huh. city whatever it's like had all these friends I didn't know I had I just had like had a great time left like completely bruised head to toe but that's <laughs> fine and I can't do that anymore uh-huh. I'm like going, I'm like, Corey, you can't party. Like, I guess that's why I've been like California sober for like the past like a week now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. trying to be a good girl. But um, it is so nice to realize, oh, I can just move. Like your life is. You for, how you did I forget? I've you moved want. so many times yes. in my life. And <laughs> then I was like, oh, I could just, because I guess I have trauma around moving so much too. Mm. So I'm like, I fucking hate moving. But this is worth having the bad feelings of moving. You'll override like. those bad feelings with new memory, positive yeah. memories. My grandparents are like, why are you moving? I'm like, I'm not going to die in the San Fernando Valley. <laughs> oh my God, the really fires bad. are really, I feel like we're in hell, truly. I also feel like the big earthquake's going to hit as soon as I leave. And I need to get out. I feel I feel like if somebody uh, rallied all of LA to move to like Detroit or something, we're all just like, we've all agreed to move Hollywood <laughs> inland where there's no fires. Like if we all did it, because yeah. nobody wants to leave LA because you just don't want to be away yeah. from it where everything's happening. But if we're like starting a on little th- bit closer. starting we to could take it to Montana, for, yeah, what if we just decided like, this is the de- deadline for you to move if you want to be in the industry and it's going to be Montana and we <laughs> all just Montana. fucking go to like, they build a whole new studios, like a universal studio. I think it would work. I think it could work. And then LA would be free and open. I'm starting a Facebook page. Let it burn. Yeah, let's all just move out. Let's move. So funny. It's honestly a brilliant idea. Because some people would just be like, is this more than no? And they would just stay. And then so LA would be a small town. Yeah. And then then the traffic would be better. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is like some China shit too. Because that's like the kind of stuff the government does there. They're just, they move entire cities out. Yeah. I'm reading a book about AI by uh, Kai Fu Lee. I've just become obsessed with AI recently. I'm writing a pilot about um, sex robots. So I I wanted to research it, but also I'm interested in it. And so now I'm like, I'm an like, AI head. Literally like three AI podcasts in. I'm like, I should apply to MIT. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I could do it. I could do it. But I'm like, what are you That's doing, That's a great Teresa? obsession though. You know what I mean? Because I have obsessive thoughts too where I'm like, I found about about uh, out about this haunted house the other day where they can like literally like fuck you up. Oh, like they can like wait, beat the this, shit out of McCamey Manor, McCamey Manor, whatever. Maybe that's one. Is it New York? Uh, no, this oh. was in San Diego and they oh just moved God. it to Tennessee. And they like watch videos. They have videos of people doing it. And it's like one six hours long what? to go through the entire thing. And they like beat the shit up. There's That's like insane. when they like remove someone's tooth without Novocaine. Wait, like they like what? literally. No. And the, the agreement pages, like the waivers, like 26 pages long. And like I was read obviously 
honestly read the entire thing where they were like, participant understands that they may be buried 12 feet underground. Wait, and may like, what? No, like, yeah, you have to look this up later. It's crazy. It's called McManny? Um, McKamey Manor. That's wild. Wait, how is that? I, like, yeah, Do exactly. Do people want that? Yeah, some people are is so obsessed with it. Is there a safe where they can be like, oh. No, that's the thing. They like go over it like a million times. We're like, okay, just letting you know, there's no safe where like if you say you want out or Why? like anything, there's not. And they're like, yes, sir, whatever. They like also verbally abuse you the entire time. This is insane. I heard a story. I can't remember who it was, but it was on a show, like a UCB show. Someone was telling a story, but a New York one where they were like, literally like had a waiver but they like can like sexually do stuff and and he was like no fuck this but I think there was a state way out for that but that just seems like a way for them to get away with shit it sounds like a psychopath creating all of these psycho situations that he's just putting people through and then like manipulating them into it it's like so weird to me it's ran by one guy and then he has all these actors yeah it's like burying someone underground is like psychotic so there's Um, just like blood real blood everywhere like I I don't they were like a participant understands they may have their head trapped in a box what? of wasps and bees and have to find oh, it. Like, I know. I'm like this camp, but then you see the videos and people are getting the shit beaten out of and them. And they love like, it? They are obsessed. It's like strange. Like, yeah, I could get I could I get as far. I won't go as far as saying I could get behind the whole like beating you up thing, but like the tooth thing and like burying you underground thing. Like, thing is like, it's like they may get debris in their lungs and die. And it's like if they don't hold their breath at proper times. I remember them saying that. That's it's like, wild. oh, they're proper times to undig yourself from underground. I almost feel like we should put everyone uh, who comes out of that house on a list because if it's like I'm not even like the actors fine maybe they're doing for money. A lot of people don't make it the full the, yeah, you know, but the people hours. who want to do that need like to be some things going, going on in their on. brain and uh, there's this one older there's woman there's some bodies in it. their basements we it's should check them it's scary <sighs> this one woman she's like a horror like a house like mania like she loves doing them she'll do all of them and she tried McKamey Manor once and she didn't get through it so she wants to do it again she didn't get through it and she's How like an she older not? woman and she well she's just like they like passed phys- out she and they physically couldn't yeah well if you like physically pass <laughs> out they like, take you out of it right because they don't they, want you to die a there. lot of people go into shock and if you go into shock they have to take you out like physical like psychological shock like they fuck you up yeah they're also saying like the meanest shit you could ever say to anyone the entire time i'm like i would not go in there just because i hate being called names like (laughs) i can't even handle like the haunted they're like houses where you're like sitting on a car and like i can't like the haunted hayride yeah i did the one here is so so fucking crazy and they they, like trap you in the room and they like the clowns and the strobe lights yeah yeah and they run at you but then they like they can't you know they can't touch you yeah but you think they're it's absolutely scary. going to yeah but they like almost do you know and yeah, it's like and, but, and where there's strobe lights going it's like you don't know what's going the on the more scared know. you act the more they come up to you yeah. and they like definitely target that's like, why girls. I like, try to like yeah. <laughs> and so I try to like be like it's fine it's fine but like if you close your eyes I'll come so I'm like any, yeah. any sign that I'm like scared here, yeah I just like try to act composed even though I'm so scared yeah the haunted hayride is next level here it's also like <laughs> 7 million miles long you're like who built this um yeah um, you're a big horror head. I'm a horror you're head. Okay. I am. Yeah. I just started getting more into this year. I am terrified of horror, but I think right. this is a lot of uh, going. Actually, going to therapy helped me get over it. I think. Really? And I, it wasn't an active thing I was trying to get over. I was, yeah. I, a lot of people don't like horror, and I'm, me included. And I was yeah. like, this is fine. I'm fine with this. But I actually think I used to be so anxious as a kid. Like I would have just like like nightmares. Mm-hmm. I would say, but like also like. Uh, what would they be called? Just like not visions, because that sounds creepy. But just yeah. like I would imagine things. Like, yeah, like uh, while I was awake, just yeah. like truly like feel, like if I was um going into my room because we had a long hallway and it was dark, I would just like 
see in the dark do like that now. clowns and shit. <laughs> yeah, and I and it would just terrify me. So if I watch anything scary, mm-hmm. like for it doesn't go away. Like I'll close my eyes for like weeks. I'll just see horror stuff. Wow. So, but I think it started I to go away. Um, and I think a big part is. I realized uh, the reason I was having all these anxiety dreams and things when I was a kid is just like all the stuff with my mom and not feeling mm-hmm. safe and like not having a reliable source of safety. So it's constantly like my fears. Yeah, we're like, were like literally yeah. giving you visuals. Yeah, and I didn't get that as a kid, obviously, but yeah. I think having gone through therapy and processing like how to make myself feel safe and how yeah. to like process you know that feeling and growing up with that sort of uh, unstable environment i um i think indirectly also now can watch horror and so i think that's, that's like a cool crazy. thing i enjoy the stories in horror it just sometimes scares me so much oh well it's terrifying well like i feel like because like since i was like four i've like loved the saw movies like i loved the saw movies so much <laughs> really? i'd watch them all i'd when make my dad four? take me to and my dad naturally would take me to the <laughs> movies to see it which is psycho um Were you, are your parents still together no they are separated uh they separated like around like my 13th birthday I came back from boarding school to, for Aww. like my birthday and they're like we're getting divorced and i was like okay um and What's boarding school like boarding school was like a. Uh, uh, Ooh, boarding school was chill uh it wasn't chill at all it was like a weight loss boarding school uh-huh. where people ever all the kids like you know were there to lose weight and they're from all over the country and like uh, different countries which is crazy and they were all like all rich besides me for some reason and is it in hawaii no this was in fresno dude oh wow <laughs> like surrounded i feel by like yeah, i have heard you talk about this on stage okay yeah and, and i didn't realize you were so young it was at an old insane insane <gasps> asylum oh my god and so like one of the rooms still and everyone's like it's haunted anyway um it was really really weird and it's the only school like that that ever existed and we were like on like rachel ray and oprah and like all of this shit like i'm on this like i'm featured in a swedish documentary oh my god as a 12 year old (laughs) the whole entire time they're like you can lie and i was like i'm not gonna lie about what you're talking about and i was like 12 i went once when i was 12 and then again when i was 14 so i went twice and it was weird. I mean, I lost a lot of weight both times, but they don't teach you like how to keep the weight off. Uh-huh. And everyone like, and it was so funny because it was always like thirty-five women and then like two men, which really shows how weight loss works uh, in America. And, uh, I also feel like a, that can't be. Uh, God, it, it was very very so bad. Sad. Like that can't be an ethical. Like just no. to tell, put, they're cl- literally close due to child abuse. Like it's like uh, it was yeah. like yeah, they were one like making us all have insane eating disorders and body image That's issues. Wild. Oh, that makes me and so we would sad. like do everything we could to lose the most weight, and we we're already losing weight so rapidly that it's like like I went from like I was like two. 60 and I went to like 120 in a year which is oh my God. literally psycho especially for like a 12 year old that's not yeah. developing yet so now my body's ruined forever oh. but that's okay and um it, but then it's also a school like you have to go to class oh I went to class yeah yeah but not, I feel like none of the teachers were no- qualified for anything it was like and also like because they started it at like ninth grade but the first time I went I was 12 and I was still in eighth grade they like made an eighth grade program for me Just which for one that. makes you feel so fat and uh <laughs> secondly she makes you feel like extra fat and then I would do it and I was like this isn't even real school and I also am like the worst student that's ever because like 
growing like as a teenager i was the worst student not even just like oh i didn't get anything i was like a nuisance like i fucking <laughs> i was like an annoyance i was I mean, dare I say like, embarrassing looking back probably had many reasons to be oh i was out, literally you know? acting like, the fuck out yeah but like that's the thing about children is like sometimes you feel like oh i'm being bad but it's like yeah, you're a fucking child who's yeah. not getting what you need. Like you're trying to get what you need when you do that. And you're I'm moving like, like a million times as a teen where I'm just like trying, my brain's trying to process yeah. it. And I had an Adderall addiction, honey. It was not oh a good, God. wasn't a good setup for me. <laughs> and I was also like unmedicated in every other way and undiagnosed. Oh, that's so fun. Um, <laughs> when I'm looking back, it is like, oh, that is wild uh, that I acted like that in school. And you know, I still graduated. You can make on time. like like five different Oscar movies out of like different sections of your life. I like, know. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Who would play me? Um, oof. Yeah, that's why I want to write it down because I don't want to forget this shit because it's so fucking weird. But it's like, then you write it down and you're like, okay, Corey, your drama. Um, but that's just leads back to the embarrassment issue where it's like that's not embarrassing. To do write. you have the um? Uh, do you, do you have like the compulsion to to write uh, when you when you do autobiographical stuff like? make it a comedy or are you just like I'll just I mean it's obviously gonna be funny because you're funny but like sometimes no, I, I think about things saying. like that you know it's like it, it leans it into a more dramatic story yeah. like, I, and I've always tried to do that because at first I was like I'm gonna make it dramatic because but it's like I feel like if I'm writing it as myself it does have to be funny because yeah. one it will come out but it will just come out better if it's funny sure like before I started doing comedy I really wanted to be like a spoken word poet oh my god which is so fun uh-huh. and I like thought about it I was like Corey there is no fucking way people wouldn't laugh just like based on like my cadence and my voice you know what I mean so it is better that I chose stand up I think but it's because I feel like (laughs) I don't think I wouldn't be able to not laugh you know what I mean I I think uh yeah it always makes you I mean I have friends that are poets and very well like like celebrated award-winning ones Mm -hmm. and so I respect them and but I still so fun to laugh at poetry (laughs) But I've been to those, and I, you know, the something. Sometimes I will feel like envious because there's something about like getting so up envious. there, being so vulnerable, and also when you're in an audience like that, gen- like a real spoken word audience, mm-hmm. like they don't laugh because they know there's an etiquette, and, yeah. And it's almost like you put up this this wall, this film where when you watch and you're like, even when it's bad, people are like. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. And that is the part that makes me want to laugh is the reaction, not that what the person's doing. It's the audience being so like, we must be serious. And it's I like, can't you be don't. Serious like that you can ever. also just laugh. It's fine. Like, l- laughter is a normal emotion and an actual pretty, um, like, good, it's a good response yeah. to dra- a trauma because it actually helps it's better us better than any other fucking yeah. response. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, I do have that thing where, like, everything makes me laugh because I'm mm-hmm. constantly trying to cope. I realize that it's, like, like a Joker? coping thing. No. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> literally, like, the Joker. And it's, like, at first I was, like, oh, you don't laugh, you laugh too much because not enough air is going to your brain. I literally convinced myself for a while that I had <laughs> lack of oxygen to my brain. That's why I laughed so much. But I was like, oh, Corey, you just laugh because you don't want, you don't know what else to say and you think everything is so funny and it's, I think it's just a trauma response. And that's fine. At least it's laughing. Yeah, but also things would you might think different things are funny because you literally had a very different experience growing up than most people. So yeah. your yeah. <laughs> like what your frame it's of... so different. But your frame of reference for like I don't know. I only say the word normal is in yeah. the sense of like um, what, what the average of uh, experiences mm-hmm. are. Like, you know, when you watch Hollywood movies, there's probably like a quote unquote like standard. Absolutely. Which isn't a standard. It makes you realize if you have a different experience, that's your experience. Yeah. And you're like, 
why the fuck is that the standard? But your um, barometer is going to be different. When I talk to people I yeah. grew up with and experience that stuff, we laugh at like fucked up. Yeah. It's like, and then I'm like, everyone else would not laugh and they would even think it is whack. And I'm like, <laughs> but it's so much fun to like talk, like my best friend growing up will laugh at things that like simply should not be laughed at. Well, I don't think anything should, mm, yeah, whatever. But uh, I shared but it, that. But if it's funny to you, it's funny because of it's your experience. It's so funny. And then also like no one should put anything down for what they think is funny unless it's actually problematic I think yeah, unless you're hurting someone yeah, yeah unless it's actually genuinely problematic and so are like you know harming your, themselves or others or whatever yeah. I had sent that joke about uh, the acting thing <sighs> to one of my friends that I knew would not land with because his mom loves him so deeply and I, said, <sighs> I was like I know this isn't going to land but I had to throw it out and he would like send me like a laughing emoji but then also a crying emoji and Aww. I was like see I knew you wouldn't get it um, and you're right, just saying it's funny because you yeah. have to he that's the structure of yeah. the joke. He understands where it's come where I'm coming from, but, but he's like, viscerally. that is tragic. Yeah. That's funny. That's uh, I mean, on a very basic level, I think of that with accents, like why people laugh at accents, accents on us. And it's like, we're not even talking about like racist accents. I'm just yeah. saying in general, like if you meet someone with a new accent, you've never heard, like your brain is going to be like, that's kind of funny. Like, it's yeah. not like, ah, ha, ha, I'm laughing at you, but it's right. like, mm, something about this is silly. Yeah. And it's silly because it's different, but in their mind, like, Everybody they know speaks like that. And so that isn't, there's no way that, they'll never see it as exactly. funny. Exactly. Like, I'll never think of an American accent as funny. Um, or really Chinese accents. Like, to me, I understand why people laugh because it sounds different. I, I hear the difference, mm-hmm. but it's never going to sound funny on a visceral level. Exactly. To me. Yeah, yeah. But I get why people think it's funny. And I think that's the same with most sense of humor. It's like, you are, if you have a different experience, you just, there's, there's just no objective Simply will not funny. Truly, it. when people talk about like Hannah Gasby or whatever, people being like, this isn't funny, this is. I'm like, some people think it's funny, some people don't, and that's just the truth. And there is no... Like there's no be all end all to what's funny. It's the experience that you have. Sometimes I would get annoyed with people until recently when they didn't like say the right thing back to me when I would like <laughs> share my emotions, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's always people that have never experienced anything I've experienced, like don't know what to say, but because they haven't gone through, like it's yeah. like there's no reason to be mad at them. I guess I'm mad at the situation that no one's understanding me because I'd be like, why didn't you just say this? And it's like. Uh-uh. Oh, literally, because you don't know what to say because you've never experienced anything about it. And why would you know what to say back? You know what I mean? If anything, it'd be weird if they knew what to say back. And so that's how I've, that's like what I've realized recently. It's like, oh, people don't think it's funny because they've never been through it or like they don't know what to say back because yeah. they don't know what to say back. It's not that they're being mean and not saying something back. They it's just like, don't know. They clearly don't know. And I guess because I know what to say back all the time, like I think it's like a, an honor <laughs> to know what to say back. And I'm like, why the fuck aren't you so emotionally <laughs> have this emotional clarity? Why you emotionally destroyed yeah I'm yeah. like <laughs> um, no I had that with a, there's like a joke I've been trying out on stage and I, I still haven't quite figured it out but I, I'm talking about like getting older and blah, blah blah and like how you get to a certain age and you don't like when I was younger I thought about dying young you know everyone has I'm sure yeah. and uh, you get to a certain age and you're like I can't die young anymore so now I kind of want to see it through because yeah. I either want to like die really young or you're like I'm not gonna die in a middle age yeah so then I might as well just like die the oldest out of my or something (laughs) the oldest (laughs) I could possibly die it's extremes with me (laughs) but but I like part of it I talk about how like if you're a teenager you uh this isn't the joke part I feel like this is a notion people have said before but with your teenager it's always sad right like Mm -hmm. because you're dying on potential but that part always I can always feel the audience tense up because it's like we're talking about teen suicide and Mm -hmm. losing kids and death in general it's sad and for a while, I couldn't figure out like why 
am I getting that reaction? I'm clearly not someone who's condoning this. Yeah. But I think, like, I've lost my little brother to suicide. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like, it's very real, but also it's like normal. Like, I can talk yeah, about it. Absolute, and absolutely. people who haven't lost or know any teen, yeah, dead teen. Ha- or haven't talked about it with anyone. Yeah. yeah. If you don't know any dead teens, the idea, <laughs> the, idea of a, so the idea of a dead teen is tragic. And I agree. But like, I'm talking about it like we've all, we all know our dead, dead teens. teens. And here's why that's sad. But here's the, now here's the joke. Like that's the setup. Yeah. And then people are like, whoa, wait, what? And, and they're like, so yeah, now, we know our dead teens. And they're all <laughs> trying to follow So along. yeah, so that's, I, I realized that. And then I'm like, okay, I got to figure out a way to like get past the setup. Mm-hmm. And so that I can get to the joke. But in a way that, doesn't lose everyone yeah. because their experience is not my experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know. And sometimes they simply, yeah. It's actually, <laughs> I like also realizing recently that a lot of people get tense up with topics. I feel like I can talk about literally anything and it won't yeah. like necessarily bother me and to the point where I like act weird. I feel like it's only weird if you make it weird because they're all such real <laughs> topics. But that's the thing. People act like they can't talk about serious things like as if they don't exist. As yeah. if it's like if we don't talk about this thing then it this won't never affect happen. my life. And it also would help so many people to talk about it yeah. more in so many ways. Like it's like okay <laughs> what are we doing and it's like not I feel like it's like weird like it's like good etiquette to not talk about these things or whatever when I think it's like really oh I think I mean it's always been everyone like everyone's supposed to hold thing, things in all the time or whatever but it's like I don't I like talking about things yeah well it's a type of privilege I mean for sure like the mm-hmm. privilege of not having to think about trauma or tragedy yeah. because it hasn't happened to you um and in the same way like that like I have a lot of privilege too like like police brutality is something that you know I I I am an ally of Black Lives Matter, but I don't have that experience, yeah. right? I don't know what it's like to be black in America. But, and as, you know, someone in LA, I'm very aware of it, and I try to, like, be an ally, but yeah. there's people who live in, like, all-white communities who just are like, we're not going to be bothered, and we don't think about it, yeah. and don't have to. And, and don't have like, to. Yeah, that's the thing. Is- yeah, because if you can just decide not to think about it, that mm-hmm. is a privilege. It is absolutely <laughs> a privilege. <laughs> but anyways, um, well, th- wow, I thank you so much for sharing all this. I feel like we went through a lot. We did go through a was lot. Was there anything about nice. your parents that um, that you feel like we didn't address that I mean, not really. you want to tell us? I, I mean, we're all just trying to make it through yeah. the day in some it seems like it really, um, as as tragic as uh, you know, it was that you had to go through that. It seems like you are very funny and smart, and you, you know, came out on uh, all as things a very self-aware, awesome fine. person. Yeah, and so that's like ATC a lot to your character. Yeah, yeah, thank you, cr- crushing it. Um, well, I want to end with a quick game. Oh, you love. Play game? Okay. yeah, I love games. Well, this game. Okay, I, I wrote this game for you. Um, I couldn't think of a title. I have three titles. I'm just gonna pick one. Okay, let's call it All Sides Considered. Oh. Okay, okay, because you're Libra. I am. And you just had a birthday. So I, this is a Libra-inspired game. Oh, what? You know, that's so cute. Libras, if you guys don't follow astrology, astrology, Libras always have a packed social calendar, which you do, and a hard time deciding what to get at restaurants. Yes. Actually, I've never eaten with you, so I don't know if that's no, true. No, it's true. It'll take um, me seven million years to decide <laughs> even where to eat. Uh-huh. But you like to have balance in your life, basically, right? Mm-hmm. So you can kind of see all sides of arguments. You know, you probably have friends who have different It's <laughs> my biggest views. flaws. Oh, no, I actually see where everyone's coming from. Right. And, and then everyone. Everyone's, mad Everyone's <laughs> fucking. They're like, "You're betraying Everyone's me." I'm like, mad. "No, I actually just see what they're saying." Um, um, so this game is based on that sort of how Libras can see the strengths of all sides and make common oh, connections. So it's very, very simple. I'm just gonna list three things. I kind of pick things through um, current events and news topics. Okay. So hopefully, they're all things you recognize. Hopefully, I know what I'm talking um, about. They're okay. seemingly unrelated, and you just have to draw the connection. I'll give you an example. So, okay. for example, Beyonce 
my favorite murder and Christmas. So the connection, like another word for a murder is slay. Beyonce slays. Oh. Also, what does Anna write in? A slay. There's the connection. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I see okay. it. I see it. Oh, and it's that's very really loose. loose. So okay. just, just Let's <laughs> just try. see where you go with it. Okay. okay. It's simple. All right. So the first one, daylight savings time, mm-hmm. Beto, Beto O'Rourke and the Labrador that was sworn into the state attorney's office as an emotional support dog. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> This, 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 the, we're going back an hour, right? Are we mm-hmm. going, we're, yeah, we're going back? Gaining, gaining an hour. Beto left this, <laughs> the time of the day left. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is not going well. Okay. I, I'm, I'm stuck. Okay. The Beto Rook. Okay. So he quit. He's a dropped out. The sun <laughs> dropped out. I don't know. <laughs> the dog is uh, the, they're all canceled. I don't. Oh, okay, sure. Where, 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 sure, where sure. are you going with it? Time. I don't know. I just. I, I, there's no right answer. Oh, okay. I'm just curious where your mind goes. Yeah, I guess they're all canceled. They're um, all canceled. I guess the dog's not canceled. He was just doxed, and I he think that's doxed. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's not nice. Okay. Um, I guess the only the connection I have is like beta work and the. <laughs> I I can see that. Yeah, there's no right answer. Um, it can also be like the qualities or what they make you think of. Okay, but truly. Open book. Just, yeah, you did great. Okay, this one California wildfires, the Joker, and David Letterman's apology. Okay, well, I don't know about David Letterman's apology. He just like apologized. Well, like there was, uh, you know how the people came out and complained about sexism and stuff like that? He recently came out with an article apologizing. Okay, very kind. And what were the other two? The Joker and wildfires. wildfires. Ooh, as uh, this, see, it, this is like, yeah, I can connect things, but also plays into the indecisiveness of being a leader. I'm like, yeah, well, well, there's five. Okay, God, I want to know your train of thought on these. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I, <laughs> the fires are. Mm, you see, I don't know, and the apology, they're all life ruining. I can't think of. Anything. Hmm. What did you, what do you have? I don't have I an answer. Know. Okay, let me think. Uh, well, there's all, definitely the fires make me, th- you know, I want to say something about like, we're in a hellfire right now. Yeah. Toxic masculinity, maybe. Oh, maybe the wow. fires represent. You're very good at this. Oh, you know what? Okay, here's what I'm going to say. All three of those um, are, it's we're, it's, we're too late. Too late to stop too it. Late. Too late to stop the fires. Oh. Joker movies shouldn't have been made, but it was made. Also, the apology came too late. So it came too late. That is actually brilliant. Okay, we'll try one more and see <laughs> okay, if I can. Okay. Like, if I Let's can. Let's do this one. Wow, uh, too late. That was really good. Mm, okay, I'll, let me do this one. Okay, so Vultures Comics to Watch List. <laughs> Lori Laughlin and okay. anti-vaxxers. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> um, okay. I don't have an answer. By no, the way. I know, so don't I feel don't. like you have to say the right thing. No, I know. I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> it's just kind of fun. It is fun. Lori Laughlin. She is convicted. Uh, anti-vaxxers. They're all. <laughs> That would be me. <laughs> they're all right. No. Yeah, no the, Correct. And this is what this <laughs> podcast is about. <laughs> Joe Rogan we're talking about now. measles. Um, yeah. <laughs> anti-vaxxers. Oh, gosh. This, that's funny. Um, oh, my gosh. See, this is the, the worst game oh, for I me. Oh, I might have one for this. Let's hear. No, but I want to hear yours. I don't. I Because, like, when I, I could say so many things, but then the comics come into play, and I'm like, I sound mean. You know what I mean? Um, they're all... Mm, uh, what do you have to say? I really am on okay, here. Okay, so, okay, here's what, uh, and it, but then you said the mean thing. I'm like, is this mean? I don't think so. But, um, so, so I feel like, okay, anti-vaxxers are a little bit delusional. I was going to call them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, what is that? Okay, 
okay, but I think that's the connection that's because funny. it's not the comics that are delusional. Yeah. I would say the writers of that list are yeah. delusional in that most of them are thriving already, successful, yeah, it's, it's working list, comedians. Where it should be a list called work. I mean, they're all great. I, this is not yeah. to throw shade at all, but it's always funny when it's like working comedians. You should know. Yeah, that's working comedians that everyone already knows about in the industry. Um, yeah. Who are all great. Check them out. We're all okay. so good. <laughs> Literally all good. Uh, I got Libra in my chart too, okay? Yeah, I know. <laughs> the diplomat in me is like, they're all great. They're, but just so you know, yeah, exactly. Fair. Um, well, thank you for playing that game. Thank you for um, having me on the pod. This is fun. On. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Corey T. Johnson. T sends for Taylor, if you're wondering. And um, on Instagram at uncorydonated. I need to change that. U-N, Corey, C-O-R-I-E. <laughs> D-I-N-A-T-E-D um, Thank you And in New York So if you live in New oh, York Come to New York Go watch Corey <laughs> live in New York for me um, Well we got listeners in New York I know I, I, At first I said come to New York though, so that's, <laughs> There's people there um, Thank you for having me on the podcast This yeah. was nice And I got to talk about things That yeah. I actually care about Oh good um, You can follow this podcast At Tell Me Anything Pod Follow me at Larissa T On Twitter and Instagram And um, if you want to join The Confidant newsletter PayPal.me Slash you can tell me anything Five dollars Before the fifth of the month to get on next month's newsletter. Goodbye.